Hello and welcome to Visual Novel Radio. My name is Ive and here at VNR I talk about visual novels independent of age and fame. There are many wonderful stories out there waiting to be experienced, but finding them is often not easy. I read a lot of visual novels and sometimes stumble upon rare gems that I believe should be shared. In this podcast I invite you to join me on a fantastic journey into a world that you may not have discovered yet. In this episode I will talk about Wolf Tales. Wolf Tales is a short individual novel developed and published by Resat Visual in 2018. The story follows an either male or female hermit protagonist who one day finds a half-wolf girl in his mountain cabin almost frozen to death. After nursing her back to health, the player finds out more about her and also meets others from her pack. The novel is heavy on slice-of-life aspects and romance but also features tense and thrilling moments despite its short length. Due to the very short length of this visual novel, it is unavoidable for me to spoil parts of the story. There are no major twists or shocking reveals though, so your enjoyment will likely not suffer from knowing a few plot points beforehand. If you, however, absolutely do not want to hear any spoilers, stop the podcast here and continue listening after you finish the game. I found this game while browsing one day and decided to take a closer look, because the cover art intrigued me greatly. It pictures two very well-drawn wolf girls which immediately painted a picture in my mind as to what the game might be about. After giving in to my weakness, I headed over to Steam to check it out, before coming to my senses and looking up VNDB for other, preferably uncensored releases. I found out that the game was also released on Manga Gamer and HIO, uncut and in all its glory. To my surprise, even the Steam version had the adult patch available for free as a DLC. A few moments later I was already playing it without even looking up a guide. The game is only about 2 hours long and features two playable routes alongside two bad endings. There are more than 10 choices to make throughout the story, but only three of them actually change the progress, while the others only alter the dialogue. The routes are split by the two female main characters, both of them being half-wolf girls. There is only one decision point that determines the route and it is very obvious. The bad endings are also quite easy to guess by the choices, but even if you miss one, restarting and skipping through the previously read text can be done in less than a minute. I only saved my game once, but I never needed to load that save. 
One of the features that distinguishes this visual novel from many others is that the player is allowed to pick their gender at the beginning. Regardless of the choice, the story plays out the same, but the writing for some scenes differs slightly, and in case of the age scenes even significantly. The protagonist's name also has to be entered without a default preset. The name has no influence on the story and is just used in the text, as it is the case with most other visual novels. As I already mentioned, the visuals intrigued me. Not just because of the wolf girls, but mainly because they are beautiful and of very high quality. The character sprites are very detailed and fit well with the backgrounds. By just taking a look, it is immediately clear that a lot of love was poured into the visuals, even if the wolf girls' outfits are more than just plain fan service. The backgrounds are delightful and fit well with the theme of snowy mountains and cozy fireplaces. The music and sound design is a bit hit and miss. The music tracks are individually all well made, but the soundtrack lacks an overall main theme. The menu music is an especially interesting mixed bag, as it starts out with slow piano, then adds some parts that sound like cheap keyboard MIDI music, before it truly begins and introduces some hipper tunes with drums and electric guitars mixed in. Apart from that, there are barely any sound effects in the game and also no voice acting. The game starts out with the hardest decision of all, naming the main character and picking its gender. I have read all the rules with both male and female choice, but for the sake of this review I will go with the male choice and name him Yuki, because I believe this name fits the theme best. One day after Yuki returns from an errand with his car to his home in the mountains, he finds the inside of his cabin much colder than it should be. At first he thinks that he may have forgotten to lock one of the doors, but he surely did not leave them open. After investigating, he finds a half-wolf girl near the back door, sitting on the floor and barely breathing. She is cold as ice to the touch and does not respond to him at all. He immediately takes her inside to warm her up and changes her out of her wet clothes. After a full night's rest and much warming up, the girl awakens. After her initial confusion, she thanks Yuki for saving her life and introduces herself as Mirari. The name is a common Japanese name and translates roughly to Beautiful Orchid Village. She does not mention much about why she was alone in the snowstorm and Yuki does not inquire about it either. Mirari soon offers to help around the house as a token of gratitude and even cooks for him, which he knows how to do very well. The newly created harmony, however, is soon interrupted by an uninvited guest. A voice becomes audible from the outside calling Princess! And soon there is a banging on the door. Mirari hides behind the couch and Yuki opens up, just to be immediately overrun by another half-wolf girl. She promptly ignores him and heads straight for Mirari. Through the interaction with her and Mirari, Yuki learns that her name is Fuyu, another Japanese name meaning winter. Fuyu belongs to Mirari's pack and wants her to return, because that is where she belongs. Mirari does not want to go back, but Fuyu is not letting herself be persuaded and tries to drag her out the door. 
In this moment, Yuki intervenes and stops the much stronger Fuyu at the doorstep. He refuses to let her drag Mirari into the cold after she almost froze to death the day before and asks both to stay in his cabin until Mirari recovers properly. Fuyu is not exactly overjoyed by the situation, but she agrees with Yuki for the safety of her princess. The trio spends one more night at the cabin and eats dinner and breakfast together. Some minor character development happens, as the subject of Mirari's leaving and the reason for Yuki being out in the mountains on his own are touched upon. After breakfast, Fuyu mentions that it is time for them to leave. Mirari is still hesitant, but she eventually agrees to go back to the pack together with Fuyu. Not too long after the girls have left, Yuki listens to the radio and hears of a very heavy avalanche that blocked several roads and changed the landscape around the area massively. Worried that something may have happened to the girls, he heads out in his car in order to search for them. It does not take him long to reach the snow masses blocking the road and he even manages to find the wolf girls. Midari had collapsed and Fuyu was trying to carry her back but could not get through the deep snow. He convinces Fuyu to go back to his cabin for the time being and nurse Mirari back to health until the snow clears and the path is accessible again. Yuki's harmonic and peaceful life with the wolf girls continues for a while from here on out. While checking the terrain together with Fuyu, they even manage to get a little closer with a friendly snowball fight. In the meantime, Mirari cooks and cleans in the cabin, clearly enjoying her time as a temporary housewife. They spend their time talking about their pasts and present and also relaxing on the couch in front of the TV. Fuyu and Mirari's characters are gradually highlighted more as their backstories get told. Yuki and the girls grow closer each day they spend together and he realizes slowly what has been missing in his life so far. The story eases the tension by introducing comedic elements at certain points. One day after the girls fall asleep on the couch, Yuki decides to go to town and get some supplies as he is running low on food, having three mouths to feed now. When he starts the car, the girls wake up and start barking and scowling at the machine. When they see Yuki sitting inside it, they attempt to free him from the claws of the beast and Yuki has to pretend to tame the beast to get them both to settle down. Unavoidably, the topic of Mirari's returning to the pack comes up again. She proclaims that she will not return no matter what. Fuyu and Mirari have a fight over this and Yuki happens to overhear it. At this point the player picks the route by deciding to comfort either Mirari or Fuyu. Following that decision, more fan service and wolfgirl romance happens, including several age scenes. Another well-placed comedic scene takes place, this time with both girls barking at the vacuum cleaner and the daily life continues until another visitor arrives. A third wolf girl shows up at the cabin, heavily injured and tells them that the queen of the pack, Mirari's mother, is dead and a violent power struggle has begun. One of the more aggressive alpha males is trying to assert dominance over the pack and becoming the leader by force. 
to restore order, Mirari needs to return and claim her rightful place as the next leader. Before they can rush back, Yuki stops them and asks them to stay one more night and prepare for the upcoming battle. Reluctantly, they do so and once morning comes, they head out to challenge destiny. Restlessly pacing around his cabin, Yuki wonders if the girls will be alright. He does not want to get involved too much with the pack, but the injured wolf girl who stayed back at his cabin clearly points things out to him. He is involved already, as he has done so much for the princess and Fuyu. She also tells him that she has no doubts that one of them has already chosen him as her mate. That gives him the push to jump into his car to follow the girls and help them in their fight. He arrives just in the nick of time, as the girls are already fighting the alpha male. A fierce battle ensues, and Yuki barely manages to survive and kill the alpha with the help of Fuyu and Mirari. Being on the edge of exhaustion, he confesses his feelings to the girl of his choice, and they head back to the cabin to heal and rest. Wolf Tales concludes in a happy romantic ending with Yuki getting together with either Mirari or Fuyu. He joins the pack and lives out his days with his new mate as far as the story goes. They have children together and Yuki notices that the half-wolf society is not that different from the human one. They overcome social differences and stigmas, which leads to Yuki being well accepted by the half-wolves. Even if the story is on the short side, it has a surprising amount of charm and sweetness to it. The wolf girl's characters are very distinguished and emphasized nicely throughout the story. Mirari, Fuyu and Yuki share some prejudices and differences of their cultures along the way and realize in the end that they have more in common than they initially thought. The promise of this game was quite clear by its screenshots, but it also serves as a good reminder for all of us not to judge a book by its cover. The greatest gift we can give is the gift of time. With this I am very happy that you are still listening and hope you enjoyed the podcast. I aim to release at least one new episode per month and would be happy to have you tune in again. Please subscribe to VNR to be notified when a new episode launches. With that I say goodbye until next time.